Summer is all about grilling, and no one understands grilling better than Omaha Steaks. Their Grand Summer Grill-Out Package lets you stay home and eat like you're at the best steakhouse in town, all for much less. They've got bacon-wrapped filet mignon, pork chops, chicken, kielbasa, and more, all delivered to your door with ease. And right now, Omaha Steaks is offering an exclusive deal on this amazing package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code LIBERAL into the search bar, and for this week only, Omaha Steaks will add four burgers and four gourmet jumbo franks free with your order. Omaha Steaks delivers quality and safety with every order guaranteed. Your order will arrive flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, and safely delivered to your door in a cooler with dry ice. Go to omahasteaks.com, type LIBERAL in the search bar, and order the Grand summer grill out package for this week only you'll receive four jumbo franks and four omaha steaks burgers free to complete your steakhouse experience omahasteaks.com intercode liberal in the search bar i have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and i'm all out of bubble standing up and speaking out here's hal sparks well um it's hard, you know, we always have these situations on the Saturday show, especially now that I've been doing the weekly stream and greetings to everyone who joins me every single day. Um, bless you for showing up and getting through this with us. Billy Hutchins right out of the gate with a super chat. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please today, everybody team up and buy Johnny Million some coffees. That would be the super chat goal for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the you know the Saturday show for me is a lot like the the last sexy liberal show and the next and the one after that in that I could start right now working on the next sexy liberal show which is going to be uh, I think the second to last week in August wink wink getting ready and the September one will be the day after my birthday wink wink get ready and I could p- prep and plan and work on my bits and and write all this stuff and then two days before the show launches. Trump would go on the air and say person, woman, man, camera, TV. And the whole thing would just be thrown out the window. Like no matter what you do, it's completely swamped. Show playing for tonight. Yes. By the, by the ridiculous momentary absurdity of, of whatever jibber jabber comes out of his mouth. I mean, the man actually said, if you get it in order, you get extra points. Extra um, points? Yes, you get extra points. You didn't know you get extra points, Johnny? You would have taken them. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, n- not only, because this feels like 100 years ago already. Now, understand. Is it like a ball thing where you get a bunch of tickets and you turn them in later for like a plastic that's fighter? Exa- that's exactly what it is. He was playing mental skee-ball. The test yeah. he was bragging about Lest anyone get carried away. Oh, they're buying Kofefe for Johnny. That's so lovely. Uh, Al Vickery, thank you. (laughs) Buy Mrs. Olson's original coffee for Johnny. Do they have Mrs. Olson's original from, uh, I mean, I got to have a, I got to, do I have a moment this early in the show where I'm totally honest that I had a crush on Nellie and Little House? Um, Yeah. Remember Nellie Olson? She was just mean as a snake. Yeah, Yeah, but she kind of makes makes sense for my high school dating choices but the um no offense so john knows anyways so (laughs) so trump poor girl i swear to god trump comes out with this thing and we've all heard the his give us that again can you do that again and you go person woman man camera tv Mm. 10 minutes 15 20 minutes later they say Remember the first question, not the first, but the 10th question. <laughs> and they, he says it, I think, four, maybe five times in that interview. And I and the look on that guy's I, face who's interviewing him, too. He's just like, I'm being paid a lot of money to act like this right. is normal. Oh, no, I think he's standing there going, I'm going to be so famous now because I was the guy standing there when he said this out loud on television. But this cognitive test that he took is not an IQ test. And the very fact that Trump seems to confuse a cognitive test to an IQ test in and of itself is a problem with what would be the the ability to make comparisons, the simile section of the (laughs) test itself. Because there is one, you know, there's one like, you know, telephone is to tin can, you know, like, uh, uh, 
or is to cricket bat. You like have to go, uh, they're both flat and have a handle on one side. I don't know. You know, that kind of thing that there's there's and there's only two of them on that test. Like the SATs full of them, you know, they want they want to know about your ability to have, you know, to compare things, essentially. So anyways, he's bragging about this test. As if it's an IQ test, when it's really the test to see if after you've been hit with a rubber mallet, if you have any internal bleeding in your head. And watching him go on and on about this was embarrassing enough up to that point. It was like, you know, because I I swear to God, this eight and this maybe, 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 maybe I'm I'm being. I'm misunderestimating, as as George <laughs> W. Bush would say, Donald Trump, in that maybe he's playing 10D space Spock chess because right, he uh-huh. managed he managed with this whole person, woman, man, camera, TV thing to um, make people forget that he wished Ghislaine Maxwell well this week okay oh, oh, in case you missed that point um donald john trump the current president of the united states from yeah, the white house know. press podium in the press room when asked about a woman who's on trial not just for being the the wing person for jeffrey epstein a convicted pedophile with an who owned an island that was referred to as Pedophile Island? That anybody, How many anybody showing up on his flight logs is immediately suspect of as being a pedophile. Like that depth of grotesqueness, where video of Donald Trump, of course, has been shown where they partied together with a bunch of women, and Trump said something to Epstein that made Epstein walk away in laughing disgust we still haven't had a a reporter ask him what he said to jeffrey epstein in that clip that's that that's a post-presidency interview but i need to know and he would tell you because he would still think it's funny Uh uh-huh so at, at the end in the in the process of being asked a question about ghislaine maxwell when the dude who asked the question just asked it in the room, I thought, it, per normal news cycles, that that would be the thing that would eat the news cycle that night. That just somebody had the nerve to ask him, and whatever his softball bat away, you know, whiff of you know, like whiffing at the question, just right. get it away from me. The bunt would yeah, just to make it for the next five minutes. Yeah, would would at least eat the nightly news cycle on most things just because Ghislaine Maxwell is a rapist herself and um, and engaged in all kinds of financial fraud, um, shuffling money around for Epstein after his death and and hiding. You know, she's a blackmailer, which brings us to our point. Um, and just just mentioning her name, just. Understand, for the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis, Trump would not say the name of the virus. Do you recall that? The beginning, like around Mm -hmm. the beginning of end of February, beginning of March, he would say the current problem or whatever. But he would not say COVID-19 or coronavirus because he didn't want to be seen saying it in a clip because he thought it would, you know, there were were 15 cases and they'll just go away. So. Um, this is a, like I said, I thought that's enough. It's enough that someone asked the president knowing full well, he's in multiple pictures with her Mm -hmm. about, you know, she's just been arrested and a bunch of powerful men might be in trouble if she decides to turn state's evidence or, Mm -hmm. you know, get a plea deal. Does, does that, uh, worry you in any way? And right out of the gate, he goes, I wish her well. And then admits to hanging out with her and knowing them, meaning her and Jeffrey Epstein in West Palm Beach. 
when the rest of the civilized world, when Kevin Spacey is distancing himself from the one line where he shows up in the flight logs because Epstein flew people to Africa for um, AIDS conferences and whatnot. And so there were black celebrities and gay celebrities specifically that he was flying over there. This this was, you know, he shows up on the flight logs. Everybody else is like, no, 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 but no, 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 no. I did like I don't. Uh, there was one flight, uh, there, you know, or he was he was helping this chair this charity that I was involved in, and I have nothing. I mean, I don't even know the dude. He was he just lent us the plane flight. He wasn't even on the same plane ride. We weren't flying together. Like everybody's doing that right out of the gate. Trump says, "Well, you know, I wish her well." We used to hang out in uh, Palm Beach. I used to see her around Palm Beach with, you know, and I, we used to see them. Wow. Just incredible. Just, and, and the, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about whether he's floating a pardon for her the same way he did for, um, you know, he didn't really pardon uh, Roger Stone. He commuted his sentence because uh, I think with a pardon, you have to admit guilt and this saves him that he can now appeal saying that he was railroaded. He gets his sentence commuted and then he can sue for, you know, to have his record expunged. Um, we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. I would like, and then by the way, Roger Stone immediately goes on, I think, was it Charlemagne the Gods show? I don't know. And, and uses a variant of the N word. Um, what? To describe him when he thinks he's on, when he thinks when he's on speakerphone, he can lean his head back and you can't hear him. Oh, hashtag the best people. We'll be back right after this. We all know that the Clean Phone Pro with its powerful UV lights kills bacteria and viruses that live on your cell phone, car and house keys, credit cards, earbuds, face masks, and more. But what happens when you're driving to the store, you reach for your face mask and realize you wore it yesterday? Now you can sanitize that mask in under five minutes in your car because the Clean Phone Pro now ships with a powerful car plug adapter included in the package. So whether you're keeping safe at home or have to go out, you can have the benefits of the Clean Phone Pro with you and sanitize those constantly touched items anywhere, at home, in the car, or at the office. Get the Clean Phone Pro now with a car plug adapter. Add the code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word, at checkout, and you'll get free two-day shipping. Only you can defend yourself and your family from bacteria and virus. Get the new Clean Phone Pro package. Get KN95 masks and get free two-day shipping by adding the code SEXYLIBERAL. Go to the NewDealShop.com. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So this week, the biggest news story should have been that, for God's sake, that Donald John Trump from the press podium wished Ghislaine Maxwell well and admitted to hanging out with her and Jeffrey Epstein socially regularly. This is not a, at all a situation where you've shown up randomly on a flight log because this guy, Jeffrey Epstein, used rich and powerful people, men and women, as cover, just like to some degree you could look at like how many pro-woman movies that the Weinstein company put out. I mean, as a company, they did fantastic work for the women's movement as far as movies that were supportive of, of, you know, women's equality and all kinds of, you know, it was a regular thing for them. It turned out that's great cover in the same way that Al Capone had orphanages. Um, you know, that that that's standard operating procedure. Um, it's kind of like when Donald Trump calls the FBI that are investigate him, investigating him scum, but then yells law and order on Twitter. You know what I mean? That's that in and of itself. Um, oh, here, Johnny's reconnecting. We'll get him in a second. Um, so. um Admitting that he knows Ghislaine Maxwell and that they hung out and he wishes her well was one of the weirdest moments ever in in the in any kind of hold on. I'm going to hang up on Johnny and bring him back. We'll see. Burp. We'll see. Um, I'll get him back in here. But um, 
I love the sound, by the way. We're just happy to hear the, the dial sound of Skype. It's, it's glorious. Oh, that just sounds like a, give me one ping only to Shelly. <laughs> Anybody? No? All right. Um, verify range to target. One ping only. It might be on his end, but we'll see. We'll get him back in here. Um, I don't think the super chat is close. We should be all right. There's all kinds of weirdness that goes on when we're trying to when we try to do this. Oh, I'm out of sync. That's fun too. Um, we'll figure it out. It's, okay, so this is clearly a an internet hit. That's an issue. That's uh, so Johnny will be back with us in just a minute. That might be causing it. Yes, Hunt for Red October is exactly right. Everybody in the chat room got it right. But in the process of doing all this stuff where every single day for a while, you know, Trump realized the error of his ways, wasn't having daily press briefings, um, recognized it was an embarrassment, um, knew that he was in, you know, in trouble because of that, at least had listened to calmer, uh, like calmer heads prevailed as it were. And uh, now all bets are off. It seems like they're, they are doing the Steve Bannon plan of just flooding the, the world with excrement, uh, flood the zone with excrement to try and get. It's like a gish gallop of idiocy. And they have strategized after moving Brad Parscale down a notch and putting the new guy in charge. What they think they're going to do is this big law and order push. They're going to sign a bunch of executive orders. He's going to show off what a strong leader he is, and and he's still trying to drain the swamp. And this persecution complex president that he's been since the very beginning will be, you know, uh, the the his point about what he's going to do. If he finally if he wins a second term, there's no way they can stop him. That's the you know that's the push they're going to make. And in terms of law and order. I mean, they're I mean, they're posting videos of stuff that's happening now and saying if Biden gets elected, this is what your streets are going to look like when your streets look like this right now. Very curious, very odd. Um, But over the course of the, you know, the next couple of weeks, this is the strategy. The strategy is constant and never ending attempts at making a. playing up his law and order bona fides and signing a bunch of executive orders, all that are non-binding, none of which are going to actually change a a single thing. Um, Meanwhile, dealing with a candidate who himself is decrying the mental capacity of his opponent, who has a, a stutter and somehow sometimes has to search for words or makes gaffes that he himself can be corrected on, which is quite curious. Um, that's always been the thing that stood out to me about this whole thing was that when Biden makes a gaffe, if you correct him, you go, you said million, you meant thousand. He goes, oh, excuse me, did I? And goes back to talking. He doesn't try to legislate on his mistake as if he really meant it or do the, the, the weird Trump thing where in in. You you say the wrong word and then you act like you meant to say the the wrong word all along. Um, Johnny's back with us. I think it's fantastic. And right now he's me because I have to swap cameras. Bink. Um, so welcome back. Hi. Thanks for your ticket out. So um, I was while I was dealing with the tech aspects of getting you back on the show, I was saying that <clears throat> there the plan over the next couple of months for Trump, the, the hundred day plan, which they clearly have launched, is a a gish gallop of law and order nonsense. Yeah. Like I'm tough guy on the streets, and then signing a bunch of executive orders that because of um the I guess there's really no way to know whether or not they actually plan on following through honest to God, because they don't have to. And most of the things that he's signing executive orders on, like his um, drug prices thing that he did yesterday, which I covered on the regular stream. That is something that Democrats have been trying to get through for ages. And the only people stopping it are Republicans. 
And and in signing an executive order on drug prices that the president did yesterday, for example, they, they made a big show of it. They had props. They had five flags, which I'm sure is a QAnon code. They had four uh, or they had six Billy bookcases from Ikea stuffed with pharmaceutical stuff like they had some a couple of like blood glucose meters and they had some empty pill bottles. And I think they had some of his favorite Sudafed. And they had, I mean, it was a show. He had a prop and he had a second podium. We had where he had people from the administration come up and, and say a couple of things about how awesome he is and how awesome he's doing. And then he sat down and he signed this executive order, which is non binding, has a month before it even starts to go into a, before it starts the planning aspect of the actual thing itself. He said, 20, he goes, the clock starts now. There was a line in it where he specifically said, the clock starts now. They've got a month to come in. The pharmaceutical companies can come in and tell me how they're going to lower drug prices or I'm going to act on this. And the clock starts right now. And, and yesterday, being the 24th, he said on the 24th, the pharmaceutical companies are going to have to come in here, even though they're meeting with me next week. With a plan to lower drug prices at noon, he said the clock starts now. And he specifically said that. And he said, not 1201. You know, and Alex, you're going to remind me. We're going to make sure they we're going to keep them honest. August 24th, noon. And then the rest of the entire speech and this, I, I don't mean, I, it was like an infomercial. That's all I can call it. Yeah. During the rest of the infomercial, he said August 25th, every single time. He made a big deal of the clock starts now, August 24th. They got to get in here, not 12.01 noon. They got to be here. Now we'll see him on What's August on 25th. I, yeah. I, well, and it's garbage anyways. It's not, I mean, it's silly because what they're going to end up with is if the pharmaceutical companies come up with something, it's going to be a way that they back end get paid anyways. Also, the the group that his executive order puts together to investigate why countries like Canada and and England, you know, in the UK, pay less for drugs. They pay a dollar. You know, patients pay a dollar for a drug when we pay eight dollars or fifteen dollars. What he's going to find out is that their national health services, which he views as socialist, pay the other amount. The person pays a dollar, the government pays the rest. And they buy in bulk. That's it. That's what hammers it out. And if he's, what he's going to find is to get those prices, you are going to have to buy in large quantities and you're going to have, which means you're going to have to agree on the most important drugs across the board. It'll be have to it'll be part of the budget and it will be effectively a national health service purchase of mass quantities of drugs. So that the people with those particular ailments get them at a premium. Get them at a lower price. And that's not a mystery to anybody especially people who put the ACA together and, and watched as blue dogs and the Republicans stripped it out. Mm-hmm. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio program, mega worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's progressive talk. Now with 100% more Johnny Million at J Million on Twitter. I'm at House Parks. Like and subscribe on the YouTube page, infotainmentwars.com because we're charming. Mm-hmm. We're not going through this. Yeah. If in in the great battle of information, we're the band. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> this is Tom Harbin, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. They say, that's amazing. How did you do that? <laughs> I can't. I There's mean, no honestly. way. They said anything like that. No, without snickering. Like, I honestly, that's amazing. How did you do that? Did his weird um, howdy doody doctor give him this screening? No, well, that's also an issue with the description of the event itself. 
is that he says earlier this year, less than a year ago, he went in and he said uh, Dr. Ronnie Jackson gave him the test. <laughs> that was two years ago. Okay. And he has been to the hospital since. So either he's imagining that Ronnie Jackson is there in front of him while this is happening. Which we all um, do. Yeah, absolutely. We all picture. Anytime you go to the doctor, you picture Ronnie Jackson, I think. River. Um, it's just a good policy in general. Um, but again, there is so much to unpack that's wrong with that. And there's so much to unpack that's wrong with the fact that the president wished Ghislaine Maxwell well and admitted to socializing with her and Jeffrey Epstein regularly in Palm Beach. Um, they also went to Mar-a-Lago repeatedly. He had Epstein as a guest at Mar-a-Lago. He, they hung out in New York. Um, there are pictures of, you know, Fox News put up a picture of Trump and Melania and Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. They cut Trump out of the picture and just left Ghislaine and Melania in the, and I think it was Epstein in the picture together. Which <laughs> right, I don't know. right, right. I've seen that. Yeah. It was all unintentional. Why. Right, sure. Um, but even on top of that, we still have this issue where the Russians have put bounties on our soldiers in Afghanistan. SEAL Team 6 actually snatched up the dude making the arrangements. That's wow. how we got this. We, we got that guy. And, you know, it, they had already been unraveling this stuff for a year. And then the reason it got to an intel briefing level in January was because SEAL Team 6 apparently got this guy. And I don't know when they got him, but this is when they first admitted to getting him. The guy who was arranging the cash payments from Russia to the militants. Still not a word. The president has called Putin seven times since March. He hasn't brought it up um, insofar as we know. And if he uh, other than to say thank you. Um, I mean, that story in and of itself would scuttle anyone's reelection. Because it's real. It's a genuine threat. It's uh, a total disregard for the lives of our soldiers. It's horrifying that another country would even do that, much less continue it, much less our president would give it a pass. So there is there is so much this week, like this week in and of itself was just overwhelming. And meanwhile, we are dealing with a pandemic. Meanwhile, the cases are spiking. We have hit a thousand deaths a day for the first time since June. The reason it took sl it was slower getting to this point after the dip down was because the highly populated states started getting stuff under uh, um, under control, and the lower population states were blowing it off while Trump called them talented because they weren't having much of a problem. Well, apparently, um, they have been voted off the the voice because their talent has run out these allegedly talented governors are now um watching as their constituency their people in their state die at a faster clip day by day and even dr burks who's has a, had a pathological need to carry water for the president has said Florida and Texas and California currently are each their uh, a new New York, yeah. which is a horrifying oh, yeah, statistic is a horrifying statistic. And two, um, two hurricanes and a tropical storm are about to make landfall in the United States. One in Corpus Christi, yeah. <laughs> Hannah in um, is going to hit around Corpus Christi. It's a small one, but it's the first of the season. There's a tropical storm in you know around the Virgin Islands in that area, and there's one. There's a hurricane about to l hit 
make landfall in Hawaii, I believe, because life continues. Right. Puerto Rico isn't going to dodge a hurricane this season just because they got hit really bad last time. It doesn't work that way. Oh. There's there are ongoing threats that are constant. One of the reasons why you want people to wear masks and get a hang on this, even if you think, well, you know, it's just old people, which I don't know how you expect to win Florida when you're like, well, if old people die, I mean, where they were, how much longer were they going to live? Like, if that's your reason to just open stuff up and move on, uh, and you, I don't know how, no wonder you're behind 15 points in Florida, right? <laughs> but Life continues with all this. One of the reasons why you want to do mitigatory measures and stop people from getting sick and taking up ICU beds by, and ventilators and all this by being, you know, by, from getting COVID-19 is that there are still car accidents and heart attacks and strokes and cancer patients who have other comorbidities that rise and fall with their chemo treatments. And, you know, hospitals were at, what do we have, like a million, maybe let's just say a million 100 beds and 100,000 beds in the country at any given time. And we're at 982,000 capacity all the time. We don't have that big of a margin for error the rest of the year, normally without a pandemic. And so the absurdity of of people going, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. And the people who catch it, you know, it's not, you know, most people survive it. Well, the the 20% of people who get it, who end up in the hospital, 5% of them die. But the other 20% live with liver and lung damage and kidney damage and have all kinds of issues. And this, we don't even know what the issues are going to be right with this clotting factor aspect. And, um, you know, Many people know that I, you know, there, I did not share a lot of uh, political overlap um, with a, you know, with a fellow liberal slash progressive or whatever, um, Michael Brooks. But he passed away last week from a blood clot, a thrombosis in his neck. And that, mm-hmm. they don't know if it's COVID related, but it certainly links up with a lot of the, you know, and I'm, I'm. Sorry to everybody at Majority Report and all those guys for their loss. They're, they were deep friends. They, you know, they'd work together forever. It's very sad for all of them and their family. It's terrible. They don't know or they didn't say either way whether it was the thrombosis was caused by COVID. I don't know if they know yet or if they have checked yet. But there have been dozens of cases in New York State that they have linked to COVID that are basically ischemic strokes. And in that, people are learning to walk and if they survive it, they learn to read and walk and write again afterwards. You know, there's there's a huge period, there's a very difficult period of time where they have to get their lives back in order, where they're not going to be productive employees, where you open up the country and you go, well, most of the, you know, Trump's big thing is, the New Jersey only had one dead kid under the age of 18, which, by the way, is a statistic from two months ago that is no longer true. Texas um, and well, last night, uh, Tennessee, it was the day before yesterday, they had a one a, a one year old die. One boy. So this like, well, what I mean. What's the chances that just shrugging it off in that way is in and of itself, like I said, a scandal. Oh, he could not care less. Yeah. A scandal that would ruin any other presidency and his supporters cannot wait to let him get away with yet another one. Um, uh, somebody in the chat room is saying that Michael felt sick on his stream five days before. He was not feeling well on the majority report. So he may have, it, I mean, it may have been that he was, yeah, she's, his sister said it was not COVID related, but it's just, you know, it's one of the weirder parts of this and the testing isn't perfect and you get a lot of false negatives. Fault, you know, there are more false negatives than false positives when you get the test. If you, if you get a positive, you've got a positive. If you get a negative, you might, that's a 50-50 coin flip. 
the Abbott tests and the, sh- the quicker ones are one of the biggest concerns about them is that you can take the test and you you actually are carrying it. You do have it. it you know, that's why the Abbott's the 15 the minute test that Trump touts. It's one of the reasons why this week um, an, someone in the cafeteria at the White House tested positive and they had to shut down the cafeterias in the White House and a Marine on Trump's detail on uh, I think it was Marine One tested positive. Because the system they're using gives false negatives all over the all over the place. So we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Now let's get back with Hellsparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Welcome back. Oh, Lady B. Lady B. Yeah, we love you. She 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 messaged me um, um, on. Uh, like uh, like two weeks ago or whatever, just kind of like checking in. It was really good to hear from her and, and just kind of make sure she was good and all that. So um, we it, it's it's been really nice. And we've recommended on my regular stream that people reach out to the the acquaintance rim of your friendship circle during quarantine and all this and check in on some people who may, you know, they they might be that person to you. But they also might be that person to almost everybody in their life. You may find out that one of your acquaintances that you really like is really on the acquaintance rim for everybody. You know what I mean? They don't really maybe maybe that's what they're lacking in their lives. And it's great. What's up, Gonzo? Um, So reaching out to them and and bringing them a little closer into the circle might be uh, it'll be it'd be a wonderful gesture. I'm just saying. So um, we have some calls. Let's grab some of them. And then um, in the next hour, um, uh, Mark Bland's going to be with us. He's a political commentator and he's a host of the uh, the Q out of St. Louis. He's the host of the Q out of St. Louis. So we'll be uh, checking in with him because I, you know, St. Louis has its own problems as well. And, and and again, life doesn't go on pause simply because you know we have a pandemic or an economic double dip recession. Um, who do we have, Devin? First, we got Mike from the north side. Cool. Hey, Mike. Hello, What's happening? How you guys doing? We're good. Is everybody okay? Yeah. We're holding up. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Hey, um, I'm, I'm calling from the time Trump got in the office. And from the uh-huh. time he started talking with Putin and meeting with Putin, he has always kept it a secret and has gone out its way to keep us from finding out what the conversation was about. I find it very strange last week. Right. His administration posted a conversation that he had with Putin and he put it out there. So I'm wondering what what was that about and what did you think about that, if you know anything about it? Well, you know, he. I think it was about oil. Because he called he called the Saudi prince right afterwards. That's all they seem to care about. I don't doubt that he's you know I I know that um, that Malcolm Nance likes to call it his quarterly review, but it happens too frequently for that. It's almost weekly at this point, and, um, and so I you know I think it was about oil prices. I think they you know I think they're probably engaged in the largest manipulation of the oil market in the history of humankind. Um, if you look at uh, there's some of the hedge funds and the and the equity funds, I'm not big on stocks and that kind of stuff. But these are like where you can buy groups of stocks together. A lot of the oil ones took a major, major hit, um, went from like twelve thousand or twelve hundred dollars a share down to 50 bucks a share. Yeah. And if they know for a fact that they've manipulated the market. And they know it's going to return to even half of where it was. They could gain the uh, I mean, that would be the largest stock swindle in the history of the market. So and since the Russians have no other uh, products that they produce on the world market of any note, you know, they there's a, I guess some missile guidance systems. Maybe they sell to North Korea or something, but really it's just oil and gas. Um, and the Saudis are running out of oil. 
and our 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 cash broke as of this year have been trying to find every possible way to diversify how much money they have having a big oil and gas swindle right before the world leaves the oil and gas market over the next 10 years this is the last time to make a big killing in oil and gas so I, honest to god that's what i would think it would it would be so that's that's is, what is, i think they were discussing do you think Trump is working on the behalf of the Russians or is he working on the behalf of the billionaires here in the state? Oh, he's, I mean, clearly the Russians. <laughs> he, he owes money to Vladimir Putin and to the tune of $600 million. He owes the Chinese $300 million. The, the real billionaires in the States think he's a clown. Have you heard like what Mark Cuban and Bezos and, Gates and all those people and anybody who's actually who actually owns decent real estate in New York has, you know, for years, what the way they've talked about Donald Trump is a joke. And they know that he's a fake billionaire. He's a grifter. And so they his whole thing about, you know, tax breaks for the rich or whatever is standard Republican operating procedure is red meat for a certain segment of the base. But he's not here for that. He's here for the grift. He's here for after his presidency is over, there'll be he does enough favors for the countries he pretends to hate that there'll be a, a Trump Tower Beijing. There'll be a Trump Tower Moscow. There'll be a Trump Tower in uh, in Saudi Arabia. There'll be a Trump Tower Dubai. That's, I mean, that's that's the scam. You ain't going to see none of that. Well, he'll, I don't know. We're all of the. I, maybe so, but I'm, I, you know, I'm one of those people who thinks he's going to pull a, a, you know, one of the Weinstein things where he shows up with a walker and I can't go to jail. I'm sick. And and then hundred percent. Uh, if he ever gets in that position, he yeah. is immediately in a wheelchair. That's right. right. House it, arrest. It won't, it won't it, it, he'll, 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 contract he'll contract Corona at the last minute. Oh, I, I don't know that. Um, they're going to try and get rid of him in any way. But I would say that, you know, cancel his passport because I don't I think he's going to end up in a country that like like all the sock puppets in Ukraine that now live in Moscow under the protection of Vladimir Putin. Which is, I mean, a, a you know, a huge aspect of this. Um, thanks for I appreciate the call. But that's that's my take on it. Let's grab one more caller before the end of the hour. And then uh, Mark Land will be with us at the top of the next hour. Um, uh, who do we have, Devin? Next, we got Peter out in Chicago. Cool. Hey, Peter, welcome. Hey, how are, how are you? Hey, listen. I'm spectacular, uh, I but I'll get better. And all the, well, good. I keep hearing all these shows, the left-wing side of the life, talking about Trump's memory test um, and the words that he put out. That is true. When you give an elderly person, and that's what these tests are designed for, to, to show mm-hmm. recall as far as short-term memory, they list five uh-huh. simple words. Then they talk right. for five minutes about something else, and then they ask them to recall it. It is a yeah, lot tougher than what you make it out to be and what Don Lamont, who can't even tell the difference between a rhinoceros and an elephant, make it out to be. So, you, you, I mean, I understand why you guys do it. You're trying to make it I, look I think silly. you mean Don Lemon, Joe right? Biden, is, uh, are, you, are you playing... Cute with Don Lemon's name. Is that what that was? Because I don't know who Don Lemon is. Yeah. Don Don Lemon, Lemon, you mean? Don Lemon. You know who he is. Um, I've got Well, no, because I don't live in the QAnon vernacular for for black journalists. No, no, no. no, no, I have names. And here's the thing. I have cute little names. No one has. Do you listen to my show? Do you listen to my show regularly? Sure, I listen. Do you listen to me? Sure, I do. Okay, do you, do you watch my daily stream at infotainmentwars.com? You should join us over there. Because if you did, no. you'd know that I know this is a cognitive test, and I know exactly okay, that that's what the cognitive test is. But you don't say that on air. And I, and no, I, no, 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 no. It and, and it's not something you, don't, you, you don't ace. Talk about it on air. I'm sorry. You do, I most yes, certainly you can did. ace it. I just and by the way, you, you can ace it. it Oh, good okay. Lord. The other, the other, you do, the okay, other the last thing, five uh, questions, saying to Chris Wallace that the last five questions are so tough, you probably couldn't even do it. 
The last five questions on that very test that you and I are both discussing right now, which is what they give yeah. you after you've had a stroke or if you have shown signs of dementia or if you're getting older and they're checking to see whether you should still be allowed a driver's test or a driver's license. The last five ones are the date, the month, where you are. Those are the last five questions. The, the, the day of the week, the date, the month, the year, and where you are. And insurance companies give that test to right. anyone over the age of 62. It no, doesn't mean it's super genius. It's a short-term memory. It's a short-term memory test. It is I know that. for seniors to take. Why? So don't make it sound like it's a piece of cake like you and everyone else does. Lastly. The amount Excuse of you. The, it, we're not. No, no, no. We're not making it like it's a piece of cake. We're just saying it's nothing to brag about. I even made a. I even laid out a way that Donald Trump could exaggerate so like, his success even, in this particular test and still sound like a reasonably uh, intelligent human being. So, but he didn't even manage so to do that, that he, because he can't even manage to do selfish right. And again, again, nobody is is saying that this. It isn't a cognitive test. That's the point. He's acting like it's an IQ test that shows that he's a genius. That's no, the embarrassing part. Cognitive because he said Joe Biden couldn't pass it. And I would be willing to make a, any amount of money bet that you'd want to make that Joe Biden could do. Super. It, but we'll never find that out. Cool. Now, the last thing is the amount of propaganda that the left is still going with the Russia and everything else just shows how worried you guys are about wow. Biden. And once he comes No, I'm not worried about Biden. I'm worried about Russia. I'm actually worried about the threat Why? to our elections. Why? And if you gave a crap, Russia, you would too. Russia, because Russia every intelligence community it, in the world has recognized Lucky they are attacking democracies across the earth. Vladimir Putin just made himself president of Russia till 2035. Why is that such a shock to you and the left? That's what they do. That's what China I, it's does. not a shock. It's a shock that this Biden, president wants them back nothing. in the G7, even though they want to do it. Hey, we got it. We're out of time. Joe we'll Biden. be back uh, at, after these messages. Uh, thanks for calling at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Russia is a threat to our democracy and every democracy in the country, in the world. That's why I'm worried. He's a threat to our country. And Donald Trump has given him a pass on everything. Why won't he bring up what we would do to retaliate if Russia um, is found to be totally guilty and totally verified of the bounties uh, on our rush on our soldiers from uh, from him. Good God, the, like letting this guy slide on everything. That's what it makes when you're that far to the right. When you're right at the cliff, everybody to the left is to the left of you. We'll be back. You know what I hate when your social media pops up with a summer vacation pic from like five years ago and it's great memories, but you're like, uh, when do the wrinkles and the bags around the eyes show up? Delete, delete. Well, not this summer. Let's say no more pop-up pics with deep wrinkles, fine lines, and bags under the eyes. And I'm not talking about surgery. I'm talking about Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags all in the comfort of your home in minutes. Plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for hours, so nobody will know your secret. I tried it, and I look like me, just younger, healthier, and better rested. The results will blow you away. Get Plexiderm and love how you look and feel this summer in the mirror, and in photos. Go to TryPlexiderm.com and use the code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. Or try a $14.95 trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mention VOICES. Again, visit TryPlexiderm.com and use code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle plus an additional $10 off. Or try a $14.95 trial pack when you use code VOICES. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! We got a couple callers. Let's grab uh, uh, at least one of them before I do my happy ending stuff. Uh, so who do we have on the line, Devin? First, we have Kai from Virginia. Excellent. Hey, Kai. Welcome. Uh, hello. Uh, first off, I'd like to say happy birthday, Johnny. Nice. Oh, thank you. Yes. Johnny's Tuesday yeah. for everybody who wasn't listening during the break. It's Tuesday's Johnny's birthday. Happy birthday, Johnny. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. I just wanted to say that this is a theory purely, but at this point, it seems between Russia and the United States, it seems like they're trying to burn the world down. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Russia certainly is trying to scuttle democracy. That's been an ongoing thing. And China's no fan of yeah. it, um, but they they like living off of it. So, for you know, the, the Chinese Communist Party, the, like China itself, is far more com- um, like uh, oh, far yeah. more corporate and far, far more capitalist even than we are. They're they're all Wild West corporatism. It's crazy. Um, but. They, you know, for them to scuttle democracy in the rest of the world because we're their biggest customers and so is Europe, um, it would be like the tick killing the dog. It's not what you want to happen. Russia, on the other hand, wants to get rid of democracy. They've been pushing back against it since the late 90s. And Vladimir Putin wants to, I mean, he basically did eliminate democracy by making himself president till 20, what, 36. So that, he, that, they've been attacking democracy as an ideal. So they're they're worried about that. They don't have a problem with the the Saudi royal family. You know what I mean? They don't have an issue with that existing. Yeah. They can negotiate that kind with those kind of people. It's democracies that are a problem because the stronger a democracy is, the more the people of Russia expect a democracy of equal quality, and that's the hard part for them. Um, a lot of this for me kind of runs back to the very beginning where people were equating Trump to Hitler. And at this point, between Trump and Putin, it's not like Hitler. It's more like Napoleon trying to hold the crown on his head. Right. Yeah. Well, there's Uh, definitely, you know, Hitler, Hitler had a a distinct ideal and um, and and sort of a strategy for it. Trump is much more like, uh, you know, Chamberlain than than any of those guys. He's not the actual leader of it. He's being drugged around by his nose by the people who want it to actually happen. So I wouldn't even give him credit for being Napoleon in this circumstance, because, again, Napoleon had a plan. It failed, but at least he had one. The um, the, you know, that's that's the issue we have is that we have a guy who is a sock puppet right now. That's the big concern for most people and not just. No, that's right. (laughs) I don't know how uh, uh, smart Napoleon was ultimately, but um, but I will say that between the money he owes Russia and China, it's very difficult for him to make a legit decision on behalf of the United States when it when it comes to those two countries. That was even if he wanted to, and I don't I think he does. Up is the, um, you talked earlier about why he would be letting trip, uh, Putin put bounties on the heads of American soldiers. Is, my thought is mm-hmm. he's probably getting something out of it. And for any QAnon well, that try and jump on that, it's just a theory. <laughs> right. Well, I would say that um, one of the things why you just let it go is he wants to get out of Afghanistan anyways. And what's the one thing that makes Americans yeah. want to get out of there is the death of our own soldiers. So if the yeah. death of our if the soldiers death goes up for a little while, it just gives him leverage to get us out. So why bother chasing okay. that string or pulling that thread? Um, in that circumstance, you just let it go and pretend you didn't hear it. Use your own plausible deniability. And, and clearly he has gaps in his morals that will allow for that. So um, I appreciate the call. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Um, good to hear from you. Um, let's uh, Devin, since we have time, let's grab our other caller real quick and then I'll I'll, oh, cool. I'll run down the, the good news. Um, Last but not least, we got Bob from Chicago. Excellent. Huh. Hey, Bob. Hey, uh, I'd like to say first hi to the chat room. This is Nacho from the chat room for saying hi. Oh, nice. Um, Nacho. Hi. I, I just want to say, like, I, they're talking about, you know, opening the schools, and one of the things they're hanging their hat on is that the school-age kids don't spread the coronavirus as uh, readily as adults do. But my point is, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm sure you maybe know a study that I don't, so maybe you can enlighten me, but... Mm-hmm. In my mind, we haven't tested this because it's totally unknown because the kids have been totally quarantined. They That's right. They've been out of school. To bars, to house parties, to workplace. They don't interact with strangers as often. So we don't know well, until we, I mean, they well, might the, be just the, the element. Right. What they're talking mainly about. Um, is the elementary school kids because they're not really worried about high school kids. High school kids can homeschool and they can do their stuff and the parents can leave them alone. This is all about people who have kids who are too young to leave alone at home um, because they you know, because they just can't take care of themselves um, and the parents need to go back to work. So this is all about getting the economy rolling by getting these people back to work, to work and understand that the work 
spaces these people are going to aren't necessarily safe either. That's the infuriating part. But the kids part, right. one of the things when they go, nope, we haven't really seen any major you know, signs that they can transmit it. Largely, that's because right at the beginning of the of the outbreak, when we started closing stuff down, when we finally did that 15 days to stop the spread, there was only about six weeks left in the school year and kids stopped going to school. So we don't have, you know, that that giant experiment that would have been carried out by kids staying in school till the end of the semester. And we would have found out by seeing how many people died because of it was nipped in the bud. It was, you know, they these kids have not been in school and we will not know until kids start going back to school. And every industrialized country in the world knows this. And so that is the great unknown. And the only way you find out is by putting these kids together. And all this is about is getting elementary school kids back in basic daycare effectively in, in terms of school so that parents can go back to work because they need that the, the economy to be jump-started because Trump thinks that's his only chance to win it, you know, in, in November. That's it. This is the only reason. And, and they absolutely can catch it. Like I said, a, a child under the age of one died of it a day ago. Of course children can get it. Of, and, and Betsy DeVos said we're going to lose, what, like 1.4% of kids in schools if we do it this, like, but this is, the, they're trying, you know. They're trying to pretend they're not go even going to spread it. Like, they, they like, right. just try to. Uh, Which is an absurdity. That's, that's that, Yeah. It's cartoonish. Kids, any parent, any parent knows that as soon as you have a an ele- elementary school kid, uh, age you kid, you're going to get away. sick. You're going to get sick all the time because I've had five different like coughs or sniffles that I know were picked up from these booger eaters at my kid's school. And I, you know, just (laughs) by touching the same surfaces. And, uh, you know, if you send a a third grader to school, they're going to come back that year with a germ. And if they don't get something from it, you will. And most of the time it's the whole house. And by the way, Mm -hmm. that's the epicenter for a lot of lost productivity, too. A lot of kids bring it, you know, bring the snots home, give it to the parents and the parents take it to work. And that's, exactly. you know, we lose that's billions of dollars in productivity. Yeah. Right. That's the thing I don't get when Trump was saying the masks were a sign that he didn't like Trump. Actually, not wearing a mask will hurt Trump's reelection. It's like if all right. the Trumpers would be wearing masks and would have helped bend this curve and get the economy going again. It's like exact opposite of what they say. It's so weird. That's, yeah, that's. That's the madness part. But then that goes to this whole like can't process the world except through strength and weakness. And everything is just a symbol. There is no actual strength and actual weakness in Trump's world. It's all just PR. The appearance yeah, of strength yeah. and the appearance of weakness is all he's about. And it's it, it's embarrassing. Um, I appreciate the call. It's nice to talk to you, Nacho. Thanks for popping in. And it's an excellent point, by the way, by the way. Um, and it brings us, I want to dovetail into this because we only got a couple of minutes left. Um, there are currently approximately 15 treatments that are making some headway in terms of COVID-19 where people either get mild cases to severe cases and the severe cases and the hospitalization is what we're worried about. We're, what we're trying to interrupt the most is people going on ventilators. That is the most preventable element of death in this. And a lot of it is the the cytokine storms that create the ground glass x-rays that you see that's killing people. And while remdesivir is the number one on this, on this list of the ones that have come out, remdesivir, um, its efficacy, it's an American-made drug uh, in partnership with the NIH, but it was the South Koreans who recognized its value. Mm. Most of these drugs, by the way, are have a side effect that helps you because um, a lot of them have to do with either asthma or respiratory uh, autoimmune reflex situations. And we've seen a bunch of these ads. You ever see these guys running around and they're, and they're like, jogging for the first time in forever and they talk about a drug and in the end it says if you've had an infection or you've been anywhere near an infection or if you have the, the uh, flu-like symptoms check your doctor and blah, blah blah and if you have a cut it may bleed and ex- your head may explode and if your feet feel like they're catching fire you know um 
the warnings on those is that it'll mute your immune response. Yeah. That's what remdesivir does. It mutes your immune response and keeps your cytokine storm from killing you. The other ones, though, are dexamethasone um, and and beta interferon. Those are the two most promising things because beta interferon that you you get a vaporizer, you breathe it, and that may stop the cytokine storm almost immediately and allow you to weather out this disease like the flu. That in, and it's a five dollar treatment. It's super cheap, and it was discovered by the NHS in England, the National Health Service, the socialist enigma that bothers and boggles the mind of Don, Donald John Trump. Um, so those two things are on the are are going to bring about a, a, a real game change, hopefully for everyone. Um, but until then, we don't know. Wear a mask. Stay inside. Save your the lives of your fellow Americans. Act like a patriot. We'll see you next week. I'm going to jump over to Carl's show right now. Bye, everybody. Bye.